Well, here we are in the season of Lent. And Lent is the time that traditionally within the life of the church we consider giving things up. And I don't know if people still do that, uh, but I often try. Um, And we are invited to use this season to listen and to sort of clear away the things that maybe aren't helping us in our spiritual life, to kind of notice, gosh, what's getting in the way, and to kind of present those things to God as a way of helping to clear those things, uh, the sort of the debris out of our lives. And one of the things that I found that was sort of working at cross purposes with me, that was sort of the debris that was in my life, was the um, connection that I had with the screen. And I wonder if you have that experience at all. You know, whatever it might be. You might not, by the way. Um, You know, we have many generations in this space. There's different things that can occupy that sort of debris within our life. Um, It can be um, loneliness. You know, that can sometimes occupy that sort of peace within our life that we'd like to give to God. It can be complaining. You know, sometimes that can get in our way. It can help us sort of ebb away from our perspective of gratitude. Uh, There's so many ways, so many things that can get into that space. And so for me, it was the power of the screen. And I sort of realized, gosh, Lent is that time to invite God into this space and to just see what will happen. And so I did, I tried, I cleared my phone up, I sort of put all sorts of things away and put all sorts of parameters around it, and I made some new resolutions and I tried to privilege off-screen time. And then there was a moment that really set me off guard, and it was the shooting that happened in Parkland, Florida. And I was sort of destabilized in that moment. And for a person that is oriented around the screen who sort of speaks that language, one of the things that I can help you understand is that when there's an event like that that happens within the context of our culture, the dialogue happens immediately on the screen. And I felt separate from that. And it was, you know, for better or for worse, I decided that that was the moment that I was going to give up my spiritual practice. And I entered back in to that world of the screen, and I decided that I was going to use it to engage. And for a reason, whether good or bad, that, uh, that engagement would then begin with a small seed conversation that started about three weeks ago of parents who got together to talk about what it is that they can do in this world of uh, increasing fear around safety for our children. And that was an event that was speared by me breaking up my spiritual practice. And I share this with you not because I think you should or you shouldn't do social media, that doesn't bother me one bit, but what, why I share this with you is because I want you to know that I had a spiritual practice that got turned on its head, that got turned upside down. I started out heading in one direction, and I ended up going somewhere completely different. And that is what this text is about today. You see, this man had his spiritual practices in order. He knew exactly what the law and the prophets were calling him to do. 
But when Jesus approaches him, he is not interested in his current practice. And that's the key that I want us to hear in our text today. Jesus was not interested in his spiritual practice. Jesus was interested in what was missing. He was interested in what he lacked. And do you know what that word for lacked is? Do you know where we see that word again? We see that word in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 15 when Luke is describing the prodigal son and when he turns and he looks at the pods in the pig's feed and he says, I have nothing. That is that same word. So Jesus looks at this man who seemingly has everything and he says, there is one thing that you do not have. There is one place which you are grossly deficient. And that is the place where Jesus is interested. You see, Jesus is not interested in our plenty, but he's interested in our lack. Where do we feel the most out of our competency? That's where Jesus often invites us in. Where do we feel the most out of control? That's where Jesus invites us in. Those tend to be the areas that Jesus calls us to lean into. You see, if Jesus was a great CEO, he would have looked at this man and said, that is fantastic. You need to be in charge of all of our teaching around the Torah because you know what? You have got it. And I can tell you that that is your skill set and I am going to put you to work right in that area. But that's not what our spiritual teachers tell us. They notice the places where we have a hole. And they say, that's where I want you to go. Because it's scary. Because it changes our direction. Because it turns us upside down. Why is this so hard for us? The man in our text today, he walked away grieving. And the way that we see that text used in other contexts, it has to do with childbirth. Do you know how hard it is to push a baby out? It is not easy. And I'll tell you one thing, it does not happen fast. It is hard. It is labor. It is painful. And the man feels that weight. He feels that he's invited to something that is so hard that it is tantamount to giving birth. And his face, Jesus tells us, or the gospel writer tells us, it turns into a storm cloud. That's the word that we get. That it it just falls, his countenance falls, it becomes this sort of gloomy storm cloud because he sees that stepping into his lack is not something that is easy and it's not something that he wants to do. Jesus invites this man to let it go and he feels like it's the end of the world. 
I wonder if you can relate. I certainly can. But he invites him to something else. You know, this is one of the only texts where we have a disciple who is perhaps in the making. There are so many other instances where Jesus has an encounter with an individual and then sends them on their way and says, go back to your village, go back to your family, go to the priest. We see that all the time. But here's the one instance where Jesus says, come, come and follow me. So built within this deficiency, built within this lack, is this deep invitation for something completely new. This guy gets a shot at this last-minute option of becoming a disciple of Jesus, and he turns it down. At least we think he does. We don't actually know for sure. We know that he ends up kind of on the periphery. Maybe he followed from afar, but he doesn't take that one instance to turn it around. Too hard, too painful, too scary, too out of control. Do you get that? I do. You know, friends, I am learning that Lent is not a time to give things up, but it is a time to let things go. And there's a difference. How can we let go of things within our lives, so many things that clamor for our attention, for our lifeblood? And how can we say enough Enough is enough. We're going to sell those things off one by one. We're going to start to let go so that we can follow Jesus. Even if we do it with a stormy face and stricken with grief. You know, that's the thing. We can feel terrible about it at the time. But we are still invited into that practice. Jesus calls us out of our deficiency. Friends, where is your deficiency? Where's mine? Can we invite Jesus into that space? Can we trust him? And can we go? We now have a very special opportunity within the scope of our worship service to put those things into practice. We are going to respond with our hymn, uh, our, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need. And so in just a second, I will invite you to stand for that. But then after the hymn, I'm going to invite you to remain seated and we are going to have a cellist piece play for us. And it's fairly long. But what that piece is about is opening up that space for you to consider where are those deficiencies within my life? Where are the places that I need to let go? And then you're going to have the opportunity to invite God into that space. So we have sort of a, a long uh, period of music to invite us to put into practice what it is that we've just heard. So friends, let us stand together and sing our next hymn. Mm -hmm. 